Welcome to Drive Time, where we look to jumpstart amazing conversations. I'm your host, Ryan McElrath, high school pastor at Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you've joined us. Now, let's put it in drive. Welcome to another episode of Drive Time, where we answer kids' questions to spark amazing conversations. It is still October, and so I have my son Camden with me. And now that he is 11 years old, he is cranking out all of the answers to these questions, and he's with me so that we can answer them. And it's been a good, it's been a good duo. Have you been having fun? Yep. Good. I'm glad. Well, you know what else sparks these amazing conversations? Not only the answers to these questions and diving into God's Word, but also I've heard from many of you that you quite enjoy the fun facts that also sparks good conversations in different ways. So I will give you another fun fact. The fun fact of today, cheetahs don't roar. Did you know that, Camden? No. Yeah, cheetahs don't roar. It's one of the only the only big cat, like big cat, not like the little cats at home. No. Or the hairless cat, which is not really That's just creepy. Yeah, it's not really a cat. Anyway, that's that's just our opinion. You don't you don't have to agree with us. Um, but what is not an opinion is that cheetahs can't roar. So they don't have a roar like a lion or tiger or leopard or jaguar and all those panther and all those big big cats. They purr, they meow, they hiss, they bark, and they growl, but they do not roar. In fact, most of their behavior is much like the domestic cats that we keep in our home, except for our cats can't run a thousand million miles per hour like a cheetah can. I don't know. Maybe it's not a thousand million miles. It's more like 70, 60. See what I'm talking about? That Once he hit 11, he just knows everything now. All right, it is October 23rd, and October 23rd, specifically, not just October 23rd, but the fourth Sunday in October, in which it is today, is National Mother-in-Law Day. So, happy Mother-in-Law Day, Tina. That is my mother-in-law. Camden, do you have, you don't have a mother-in-law yet. No. Eventually you will, and you can celebrate National Mother-in-Law Day. But shout out to Tina. Thank you for being a incredible listener to this podcast and supporter. Moving on to the most important part of this podcast is answering kids' questions. This comes to us from Aiden. Aiden says, is whining and complaining a sin? Ooh. I think that's something that we've all done at some point in our lives. Yes. We have whined and we have complained about a lot of different things. Sometimes we complain about big things. Yes. We can complain about maybe someone's health or we can complain about our home or we can complain about where we live. And sometimes... Something very small. Sometimes it's something very small, like, oh, there's too much ice in my Coke. That would be a very small complaint. Should we be complaining about ice in our Coke? No. No, but should we be complaining about anything? No. No. So let's get down to answer this question. Is complaining a sin? Well... When you look at God's word, 
God's word in many different areas calls us to be content. Now, that's an interesting word. Content can sometimes be mis, uh, misinterpreted definition-wise, which goes back to last week and using your dictionary. But content does not mean happy. Content means that you are settled in your soul, that God is in charge and he's in control of all things. So through good times and bad times, trials and blessings, things that might be going well or things that you might be frustrated with, God is in control. And so we can be content knowing that God is in control even though life can be hard sometimes. So God's word calls us to be content and to not complain about the things in our lives. So complaining happens when we whine or grumble about something. And we do that. You know, being kids, we we sometimes complain about food, being too cold, someone playing with our toys, the chores we have to do. And God didn't make us to be complainers. No. God made us with character qualities from the Spirit. Like Galatians chapter 5, God says the Holy Spirit brings the qualities that he wants in us, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those things. What are those things called? The fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. Joy is a banana because it's a smiley face. All right, Mm -hmm. moving on. But when we're complaining about something that we have or we don't have, are we showing the fruits of the Spirit? No. No. What we need to do, especially as families... We need to, as a family, sit down and sometimes we talk about, I think we need to talk about what God has given us. That when we reflect on the life he's given us, the food, a place to live, family, friends, clothes, he wants us to recognize those things and thank him and to be content and to be grateful for him like he calls us to in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. When we're complaining, it shows that we either want more than what God has given us, or that we're not content with what he has given us. And sometimes we have to be content that he hasn't given us something in order for us to learn other things about ourselves. Yes. And I know, I do it too. I've complained too. Camden has complained. I've complained. We've all complained. Sometimes big things happen. It's hard not to complain. I know people that have lost their house in a fire. I know people whose parents have gotten divorced. And it's okay to be sad about those things. It's okay to wish they didn't happen. And God understands the situation that you're in. But what does God want us to do? He wants us to talk to him about those things. He wants us to ask him to comfort us. The Bible says that we should cast all of our cares. We should turn all of our worries over to God because he cares about us. And we can thank God because even in bad situations, God can use those for good things in our life. In the letter to the Thessalonians, Paul writes this in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in some? Did you say some circumstances? All circumstances. You said three circumstances. All circumstances. Oh, okay. All circumstances. That means even in the hard circumstances, we have to give thanks to God. We have to give thanks no matter what happens because God is doing something. God's story is bigger than we can even possibly imagine. And so as a family, take some time. Be grateful. Sit down and make a grateful list, a thankful list of the things that God has given you. 
Maybe also talk about the things that God has not given you or the things that might be frustrating right now. And you can start thinking about what it, instead of complaining about it, think about what God is trying to teach you as a family or grow you. I know for us as a family, God has to teach us that, you know, he is in control and he is going to take us wherever he wants us. And so I want you to do that as a family. Make a grateful list and really truly be content no matter the circumstances. In all circumstances, give glory and thanks to God. Have great conversations and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Drive Time. I pray that this short listen will turn into a road trip conversation with your family. I'll see you next time.